This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But uh, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing in order, you know, that that would make it better? Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the League podcast, episode 303, brought to you by the New York Comic Con and Trigon Badlands Rumble from Funimation. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. I love you so much, can't count all the ways I died for you, girl, and all they can say is, he's not your kind. We'll never get tired of putting it down, and I never know when I come Hello. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. That's episode 303. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hi, Connor. And Josh Lanigan. Hello, everyone. Hello. We three are iFanboy.com. We like comics. We read comics every week. We read a bunch of comics. And then one of us picks the best one, writes about it on the website. We talk about it in the podcast along with other books of the week, other topics of interest. And this whole month, we're talking about all the DC books. And listen, it's killing us. <laughs> if you haven't it's, noticed. It's- yeah. <laughs> oh, God, more. So, uh-huh. Before we get to the show, quick reminder, warning, we're talking about still be spoilers. If you don't know that Batman and Catwoman had sex, you're out of luck. You're going to hear about it on the show. <laughs> so Screw pause them. the show and come back. You'll, be, you'll have a better time listening. This week, I don't have the pick, but Josh does. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a mistake. That's right. He's pointing it out to me. You guys might not have picked up on that. I went with Wonder Woman number one. Um, for Shocker. several reasons. Yeah, well, no, not, I mean, not if you read it, I guess. Um, right up no, there but I was end, still shocked when I saw it. Were you I, was, I was a little surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised, because I thought, uh, but yes, I was surprised. Okay. I saw you tweet about writing, and so I took a peek in the system to see what it was, and I thought, oh, I was Ooh, surprised. Shocking. Yeah. I was, too. The, you know, the thing is, it came down, I'm holding, uh, in my hands, I'm holding Batman number one, I'm holding Wonder Woman number one. Mm-hmm. Both <laughs> excellent books, both five-star books. 
and I started thinking about you know what what was impressing me about each of them. And uh, at the end of the day, I just I've I've never liked a Wonder Woman book. I've never wanted to read a Wonder Woman book. I don't think if it was for this, if you'd put this creative team on, I might not even check this one out. And you know the the ongoing problem with Wonder Woman is that it hasn't really caught on with people. They've brought in a bunch of people. A lot of there've been a lot of. It's been decades of trying to make this book into a book that the general public wants to read. And by that, I mean anyone not who's a hardcore Wonder Woman yeah. fan. You know, and they brought in names to work on it. They brought in Straczynski and Rucka and Gail Simone and Alan Heinberg and the, and the novelist Jody Picoult. You know, they, all, they were all press release worthy sort of relaunches of the book, and it just never caught on. And that, you know, some of, the, some of the runs were really good. Some of them weren't. Um, and and I, I maybe read one or two of those. If if anything, like I, I just just didn't capture me, and you know to be honest, I wasn't really all that looking forward to this. I'm not a giant um, Brian Azzarello fan, you know. I think he's definitely got skill, but sometimes, and I think we've seen this with his his Batman and, and Superman work specifically for for DC, it was a little weird, not good necessarily. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's all over the map. He's very very good. Choose your clearly. words wisely. Choose your words wisely. <laughs> I said not good. <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I, you know, I just didn't connect to it at all. And but but he's done stuff that I've really really liked. So for me, he's been very hit or miss. And I just so but he's got the skills. You know, that's what that's what's there. And he's working with Cliff Chang. We're all big Cliff Chang fans. We saw the pages for this uh, back in in San Diego yeah. without any lettering or anything like that. Just sort of looking through them. And honestly, just that quick look that I had that the, on them on, on an iPad. Then I was like, that's some storytelling right there. You like, I almost didn't feel like I had to have read it because it, it actually was drawn in such a way that it was it was very good just to look at even without any letters or anything like that. Um, so it, I, it, the issue just impressed me. I really liked it, and and I liked the way that it was done. Uh, in that I got this week was the week that I got real tired of first person narrative. Every book was you know somebody talking in their head about what's going on, and here's the status quo, and just. All this, uh, you know, ex- explication of everything that's going on, and this book just started, and it just went, and it didn't tell. You, and this was a complaint that some people had that it didn't really explain Wonder Woman or anything. But as far as I'm concerned, you don't have to explain her. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you know you. There's a there's a certain knowledge of it's Wonder Woman. You know? Well, I don't even know that much about Wonder Woman. Even if you don't have it, it's it, in this particular issue itself. You didn't need to know that she was a superhero. That someone went to for help, and she helped, and then after that, we'll get we'll get more. Exactly. Yeah, this yep. is a first chapter. It's a cold open. It's you know, it's the beginning of the movie. You know, when when Joker showed up in the Dark Knight movie, people didn't go, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. What's this guy's story? I, I can't go on with this movie without this guy's story. I can't do it. And that wasn't the case. Here we have a whole new set of – it's like a whole new paradigm around Wonder Woman. We don't know what this world is that she's necessarily in, but it's not like that full-on redesign like Straczynski tried to do, which right from the get-go, everybody was like, this doesn't feel right. And it wasn't. It didn't work. But this is taking the god you know, and, and uh, mythical aspect of the character and surrounding her with these redesigns of Greek gods who are living in the world, now, which is, which is a, a pretty worn comic book trope. We've seen it before, but it was well done. You know, I love the redesigns of these characters. Uh, you do have to have a little bit of a – you have to be able to sort of get, oh, they're doing Greek gods. That's Apollo and that's, that's Hermes and, and I love the Hermes design. I like the Apollo design. Um, you know, I, I want to know what's going to happen next. I don't know who this girl is, the Zola, Lola, whatever her name is. She was um, a showgirl. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Um, <laughs> the yellow feather in her hair, and a dress, yeah. cut, down, and a dress cut down to there. I just I liked <laughs> that. I liked that there wasn't Wonder Woman's inner thoughts about where she is now and how things have changed, and Steve and blah blah. I, just none of that. But she said just a few words, and she was a presence. She was drawn as a presence. She, you know, every every action she took was direct. All of her dialogue was direct. Uh, wonderful little action sequences going on. Like there's something going on, and there's more for us to learn about. And I want to learn more of it. Uh, and it all impressed me, right down to the coloring. I thought that the coloring was, you know, Matthew Wilson really complimented. And I, I looked. I was like, Who did this because this doesn't look like a DC book, to be completely honest with you. The sky work when they're outside fighting in that golden sort of background mm-hmm. sky is fantastic. It looks kind of painted, but not enough that it's distracting. Yeah. Um, Guys, can we take up a collection and have Cliff Chang draw all the comics? I, I, I could get behind that, absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, like him to, I like it to be special. That's what I'm saying. But he, uh, it wouldn't is, be bad. I mean, he, I mean, we already, I mean, we've gushed about him before in the past, and he's, you know, he's one of my favorite artists. And, absolutely. You know, and, but I, what I love, he, you know, getting a little kind of uh, a little rougher almost with what he's, you know, he's, he's always been known for that clean line, but you could tell here he's kind of, he's branching out a little and taking a couple of risks, but still staying with that Cliff Chang kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, and just down to the, the, like the action sequence was fantastic. I mean, the Absolutely. fight at the end when Wonder Woman and the centaur guy are fighting and the, the wrestling move, mm-hmm. you know, like, so the leg lock. Yep. You can you can see the brushwork on him, yeah. which is before it was very very clean, and I think Josh um, mentioned in his review that it was almost so clean it was like a computer did it. Yeah, but well, here you yeah, can he, he, said that. Yeah, yeah, he allows you to see the brushwork in some instances and where there's extra lines. It's a rougher style, which is you know not still but still very much Cliff Chang. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is and gorgeous. also that rough style I think works with these sort of gods that we don't know where they stand like it just gives it gives it a little age gives it a little uh just a little bit of an edge that he didn't have before and it's very nice um, i this was fantastic this is one of the books i was looking forward to the most we wrote those articles in our fanboy but the books we were most anticipating and this was one of my top five i like <laughs> wonder woman but never really as, as you said i've never really been a wonder woman comic fan i didn't even really like the rucka run mm-hmm. um but i've tried them all because i like the character i liked her in the car- cartoons and, and things like that but this was I loved this. This was fantastic. Yeah, this was I mean this was a five star book for me as well. I mean this is I mean well should we get into ratings? Well, so if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, we're going through the entire thirteen and we're stating our ratings and whether we're going to stick with them or not. So that's that's, that's, that's yeah. the game we play. But so before we get to that, I, I mean I, I this I, I mean I Josh you summed it up for me perfectly in that I have never ever bought a Wonder Woman comic. Mm-hmm. I have never subscribed to a Wonder Woman comic. I don't. I don't own any Wonder Woman. I, like seriously, like uh, there is there is probably no character in either of the universes that I am more separated from than Wonder Woman. I just don't care, and mm-hmm. I get it. I get that people like it. Whatever. Eh, not for me. You know that's fine. And it's not been for anybody. The, the, yeah. The the only Wonder Woman I've ever read has been in Kingdom Come or in Fifty Two. Well, not in Justice League. League. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, in in Justice League and things like that. In events and all this stuff. So I've never read a Wonder Woman comic, and I am all all aboard on this book now. And it, and it's not even because of Cliff Chang. I mean, I probably would have bought it because it was Cliff Chang. But I actually am engaged by Brian Azarello's story. I thought it was a good story, and like I, I'm I want to know what he's doing and who these people are. And I thought it while it didn't lay it. Out out to you like a first issue, you know, like this is, you know, like we said, who it is. It did what I think a first issue should do, and it gets me to want to buy the next issue. I just, I love how I pointed this out in my review. Like, I love how flip through this. There's not many words. 
flip through a lot of the other books. There's a billion words. Compare this but one this to DC Presents. Yeah, this this guy. We're gonna go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, he accomplished everything. Like all, I love that he used comic book storytelling to establish Wonder Woman's presence, and that's all that he needed. And I think I think that was really that was really impressive. Uh, Everything from a craft standpoint was strong, from the, the economy of storytelling, as you mentioned, to Cliff Chang's artistic storytelling, to the fact that we we're dropped in the middle of the story and we, we figure it out as we go along, to the mystery, to the just stellar work from, from both creators. This was a fantastic comic book. Mm-hmm. So, ratings. So, ratings. There we are. Connor. Five stars. I also gave it five stars, Josh. Five stars. Sticking with it? Yes. 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 All right. Wow. All right. Strong week. So what I thought was really interesting about this week, and Cliff Chang kind of leads it off, is that of all the weeks, this was the strongest art week, I thought. I think you might be right. I hadn't thought of it. but Yeah. That, that's that, for me, that was the theme of this week of DC is that – Ladies. We, Ladies and art. Yeah. yeah. We were saying we, – we've been saying for the past couple of weeks that, you know, kind of behind the scenes also, we were saying that clearly the, the uh, focus hasn't been on artists – Right, you know, and that they've gotten a lot of artists to just kind of get the job done and just put it out there, and it's been more around the writers and stories. And in this case, in this week, I thought you saw some of the best art so far from this month. Well, speaking of which, Batman number one had was written by Scott Snyder, who wrote Detective Comics, and Greg Capullo is the big heralded artist on this. And it's funny, much like Joe Madera or however the hell you pronounce Joe his name, Joe Madera. I have very little to no experience with Greg Capullo. I missed that boat. I stopped reading Spawn when he came along. I just like I stopped reading X-Men when Joe Mad came along. So I have no – I think other than one issue of Haunt, which was not really his work, was a sort of he a was some, He was somehow involved with it. He came yeah. along. He made a couple of pencil strokes, moved off, moved on. I literally had no idea what to expect art-wise from this. Yeah, like I, I probably the have the way. most. I probably have the most experience with Greg Capullo out of all of us because I read Spawn all those years where he was the artist on Spawn, and so it kind of. But I haven't literally haven't read a Greg Capullo comic. Well, Haunt it was the most recent, <clears> but that was weird because it was you know Otley and Capullo and McFarlane and all stuff like that. But I haven't read a Greg Capullo con- comic since Spawn in the late '90s at at least. So it's been a good ten years. See, he's also only done books that you can only pronounce in your in your Long Island accent. <laughs> Spawn, haunt, and now Batman is like like it doesn't make sense. Batman ruins it, but I I and I'm not the Batman guy. Like Connor, you're the Batman guy. Yeah, I fucking love this. This was, was fantastic. You know, we we talked last week about how the Batman books have not felt like they've been rebooted because they haven't been really. They, they, DC just said they weren't really rebooting Batman from scratch, but this one felt like a reboot. It was it was refreshed. That's how yes. I choose to look at it. It felt like a fresh new take, unlike Detective, which it's really seemed like the old Batman. This seemed like a newer, younger Batman, more online with one we got in the, in the Batman Incorporated books, but even younger than that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. There was real. There was a great action sequence in the beginning. There was a great conversation with Jim Gordon in the middle. We got some great Batman and his sons scenes. It, I mean, and then we had some interesting a lot with Bruce Wayne, which we don't usually get. Yeah. Um, well, I, and and the thing for me is like it's the little things like in the opening. So the opening sequence in Arkham, which was really I thought well framed in that it was like Batman fighting his rogues gallery of the past, mm-hmm. you know, and like it was and and he, he you know very cleanly you know kind of went through the very you know Two Face and and Scarecrow and all stuff like that, and even you know surprise you know a little twist of the Joker, but little details in the art like when he's fighting, there's one point where he kicks Clayface, and there's a little bat logo on his boot on the bottom of his boot. 
Like I love yeah. that. Like I like that that kind of attention to detail. And I gotta admit, I love Capullo's Batman. I love the way that he the the cow looks and the. I, I mean. He- he certainly took that that what I think a design that's over rendered and made it work. Yeah, the the towards the towards the end of the book when when he leaves when Bruce Wayne leaves his party and says I need some air that shot of Batman swinging through the night. I mean, great shot, great shot, very Frank Miller esque, but like also in his own right. And it's uh, it was and it was I liked the Bruce Wayne stuff. Like I thought I, I thought the party was cool. I, I like the the little the the Batcave computer with him in the, in his in his contact lens. Um, it just had a lot of cool things that, for me, you know, as not a Batman fan, this hit the buttons that I'd want out of a Batman book. So, yeah, I mean, like the thing is, it, this was a very good Batman book. Yeah, uh, and I think it's interesting. The artwork actually really, really lends itself to going back and looking through it again. Yeah, there's a lot to catch, it, and it's it's. I dare say, um, this is kind of. It's a little bit of the best of what what was the best about the '90s artwork yeah. themes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it uh, that sounds it sounds hey man, hey man you shit on the '90s were great. We've talked about this I, before. When do there I was, do There that? was a lot. Of, there was a lot of good stuff in the '90s. Don't don't lump me in. <laughs> uh, no, but I like I keep going back right now, and I'm just looking at the pages over and over again, and there there is a hell of a lot to see. You know, for me, I was a little reticent about the change because you know you had Jock and Francesco Fragavia on the on the detective com. I just really liked that arc, and so. I didn't really want it to end, and so while like, well, you're getting more of this. This is a, a different thing, but I, I gotta say, I really did like it as as you know, as much as possible. Well, I think uh, it's because Scott Snyder's so tuned into this world and these characters. It's yeah. a, it almost doesn't matter who's drawing it, and it, while yeah. Capullo's well, great, you could you could you could stick almost anyone on him, and the fact that he so gets these characters, these worlds, how they interact, why they're important. What Gotham does for Batman, what Batman does for Gotham, all these things—it—you it, know—it's almost art proof. Yeah. Well, I—I I, I think I could probably do a pretty shitty job on drawing a, a Scott Snyder. Well, that's what I said almost. Then, I almost. <laughs> but um, I, I love this Gordon. His Gordon with the big mustache. His Gordon is great. Yep. Gordon is de-aged, and that solves so many problems. I can't even tell you. And he's smoking. He got yeah, too old. Smoking. He's de-aged past his heart attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah no, Gordon got too old. He yeah. retired. Like, he's like 98 in the other one. Like, okay, let's just bring him back. Yep. And that's that's wonderful. Yep. Uh, I could look at this this uh, full shot of the of the Batcave anytime. Yeah. I've been staring. No, I don't. At it. I don't like that they redesigned the original Robin costume. But that's just me being crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. crazy. Well, that's 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 but a moment. Yeah. I know, but then the rest of the time, not even really dead. Yeah. So there's not really a need for the shrine. It reminds you. Well, he never gave it up because what 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 he died it represents. Rep- what he, yeah. yeah, what he represented died, and he became back as a villain. But Bruce's uh, failure. The double page shot of the Batcave was reminds me of those old shots that Ron and I always talk yeah. about loving. It's yeah. the old sort of cutaway shots of their bases that you never get anymore. Yep. It's a great one, yeah. And it's done like I just like it. It gives you a moment. It pauses the story. It shows you that there's a quiet part of Batman's world, and it just like like it just gives you a second to breathe. It's really cool. You know what we never talk about with Batman is that he must be the greatest metal worker in the history of the world. Because <laughs> How did you get somebody to build those those the 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 the, the balconies and and, and fast yeah. too, <laughs> without a lot of sleep? Right. The platforms and the the, the buttresses, everything he did, you know, assumingly himself. So he must be the greatest. You can't see of, the power. How, how did he hang the bat helicopter from the ceiling by himself? Well, uh, pulleys, pulleys, yeah. pulleys. It's all about pulleys. It's physics. Yeah, he's. You can't see the pallet full of five-hour energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. Uh, I love. I love this. Yeah, you're right. I love the little dock with the bat boat. Uh huh. Oh, that's great. Good stuff. It's, it, it's, it's, it's actually really, good really cover too. 
on this issue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's just more to look at every time you look through it, and uh, that is in a different way than, than a lot of other books. So that's actually really nice. I, I hope I can. He, I don't. And I don't know anything about Capullo. Does he keep up with deadlines? Can he do this every month? Well, he did Spawn for years. Yeah. So uh, I think I think so. I think uh, it'll says be you. I don't know. I'll, I'll take your word. All right. Um, uh, ratings. Ratings. Connor. Five. 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 Sticking with it. Yes. 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 All right. Easy. Good 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 start. Good start to the week. Birds yeah, of Prey I, I, number one, also kind of in the de- Batman world, sort of. Yeah. Dwayne Swarzynski, who we haven't seen in a while. And and Jesus say is says. Dwayne Swarzynski was a guy that we I thought at least should have gotten put on a couple of big books that DC relaunched. He's a name that DC could have grabbed. He's a fairly big name. He's a novelist. Yeah. Um, but luckily, he's on at least one book, which is billed as the action-packed sort of action-adventure book, um, superhero book, and it's about the Birds of Prey, who used to be run, run by Oracle, but she is now Batgirl again, so now it's Black Canary Steen. And I like how she was in it, but you never... They, they, they're, not, they're dancing around Oracle. She never actually says Oracle. Mm, exactly. You know? Yeah, I thought that was it was an interesting uh, shuffle around Barbara in this issue. I thought again, this is another issue that pretty much gets you up to speed. It doesn't explain everything to you. There's a couple of flashbacks of stuff that was going on, but you start right off in the action. It almost feels like that little scene with with Barbara was a little redundant. It was an unnecessary sort of. It yeah. was like fan service to be like, no, this is the deal with that. Maybe edit- I get it. Editorial forced. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but just maybe not the best decision. Um, I I actually really enjoyed this book, and I I didn't expect to at all. Um, for a couple of reasons, I liked that it was uh, actiony. I really liked the art. The art's um, fantastic. He's great. So, yeah, Jesus Eyes is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, that what's the, I don't know that girl's name, but the the one with the bangs in the car. The tattoo She's girl. Great. Who is yeah. that? Starling. Starling. That's right. She's great. I was I was down with that. I don't know the deal. I don't know why Mockingbird is wanted. I don't know if did that happen. <laughs> there you go. Black Canary. Yeah. I'm gonna do that forever. By the way, Black Canary. They're, they're all they're the fucking same. Come on. Um, <laughs> this one screams, but she can't scream. That's funny. She, I don't know. No, she screamed. Yeah, she screamed. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right, because she said she'd burst his skull or something like that. Yes. I'm told, I read a lot of comic books, dude. This was very fast-paced in the same vein that Wonder Woman was. It, it dropped you into the middle of, of an action sequence, basically, and, and went to the end. I liked it. I didn't love it. I really liked the art a lot, yeah. which I think bolstered my feeling on it. But sure. uh, I didn't love – I thought it was a little bit clunky pacing-wise, which I'm not sure why. I don't know if that's too much of that guy, the reporter that was hounding them or not, and not enough of the team, but – they had to build him up before when he uh, had his moment at the end. Sure, sure. But kind of like from the eyes. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I read it. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's, you know, like I, there was nothing, there was nothing to, I don't read Birds of Prey. I'm not a big Black Canary fan. Like, there, like I thought it was a good comic book, but it wasn't anything that I was excited about. So I was, um, I was weirded out that Hawkeye never showed up once. Yes. <laughs> All right. So ratings. Ratings. I gave it three and a half. Okay, I gave it a three. I'm gonna say three and a half too. Okay, sticking with it. Yeah, for now, yes. No. But it's on notice. Okay, no for me. Probably not. No. All right. Like it was fun, but it's not. I don't need to be there forever. Okay. 
Um, Blue Beetle with Tony Bedard and Igara on art uh, that I was very excited for because I like Igara's work previously. You on. were you were excited? I was excited because you, you had previously been excited about this book. Yeah, when, when it was announced because I like Up Igar. until a certain point. Well, Igara was a good get. Yeah, Igara was a great get. The Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers was fan- fantastic. Really loved it, and I want to know what they did with Igara because <laughs> the, 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 he sure didn't show up in this issue. No one did. Yeah, no one. No, one, it's no. like nobody. No, did. that's that's not true. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stereotypes did. <laughs> uh, this this read like like it was like make it make it Latin. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Essay. I'll just write that in there. I, it's oh, it, I this. I mean, I I don't know. I've never. I didn't grow up in a Latin culture, but it felt fairly ah, surfacey to me. I yeah. suppose in that way. Um, I was looking forward to this book because I like Blue Beetle. I like this Jamie Ray's character, but I didn't feel any connection to this book whatsoever. I believe it's Jaime. Uh, well, I believe it's Jaime, correct. It's, it's Jaime's Jamie. Depends. It's just like Jorge or George, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, or Jesus or Jesus. Uh, so I, I found myself laboring through it. I didn't I, like the, I didn't like the alien aspect of it that nope. opened it and closed it. I don't I don't feel like you don't need to make Blue Beetle into an alien construct. You can just be a, be a thing. scarab from wherever. Um, uh, the characters did feel very stereotypy. I'm not sure if they are, but they felt that way. And by the end, I felt no compelling reason to continue on. Yep, me too. Yeah, All I right. agree. Ratings. Ratings. I gave Blue Beetle a two and a half. I gave it a two. Two. And sticking with it. No. 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 All righty. Captain Adam number one, written by J.T. Krull, who just announced his leaving Green Arrow. And Freddie Williams II is on art. And we'll get to the story in a second. But for me, the big, the big news in this book was that Freddie Williams II, his art style has changed quite a hmm. bit. And I like it. This book, got, I- this book got my Surprise of the Week award. This I, I, was I went like, I went in grimacing, going uh, whatever, and I finished it, and I was so shocked and surprised and delighted. I start I got about halfway through it, and I'm like, who's drawing yep, this? Exactly. And like, I flipped back to the beginning. I was like, no shit, Freddie. Yeah. Like, because it was a very big departure, but I, well, I thought the storytelling was really nice. We were big fans of his Robin work, if you recall. Yeah, but even great run. Even then, it was a little stiff because he drew it on the computer, and he was one of the early guys who who talked about doing that. And you could tell it was a little bit stiff. But here, he's he's there's a very heavy Manipal influence in this. Yes, yep. And it's much softer. The lines are much softer. There's a lot more life in it. The coloring is not as harsh. It it seems very organic, and I loved it. The, some of the coloring is it gets very sort of shadow heavy at part at parts, which I liked a lot. Yeah. This was just a this was a really good looking book. Yeah, no, I loved it. I told and and story wise, I felt as if it, it, you know, where's this JT Cruel? Yes, like he did. Well, this was this was great. He's popped up now and then. And what, yeah. the thing I've always said about JT Cruel is he's had some really bad stuff, but he's also had some really good stuff. Yeah. I've said it before. He had some good Teen Titans stuff. Um, when he first started, when he first came on, he was he was well well regarded. It was it yeah. went wrong somewhere in the middle, but this was really fun. This was Captain Adam returning to his Watchmen roots, which was. People were making jokes about how this was just Dr. Manhattan, but Dr. Manhattan is just Captain Adam. That's it's yeah. a snake eating its tail. That's what it is. But I'm not going to be quite as complimentary on the writing uh, in that way. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was kind of clunky. There was a lot of ex- explanation, tons of it everywhere. And there was a lot of words. There was a, I will admit it was no, the, my favorite my favorite thing about this issue is that he's arguing with the cranky uh, with the cranky physicist in the wheelchair who's not Stephen Hawking. Um, 
and the guy and he gets mad at him. He's like, "Don't make me waste my waste my words." And then you flip the page, and it's just like two thirds yeah. of a page of giant explanation. Like, I, well, I felt I felt as if it was similar to Superboy last week, where yes, it was very wordy, but it worked for me. I mean, it, I, it was it was needed that words words, especially in a very science heavy book, you have to have a lot of explanation for what's going on. I, I have an inexplicable affection for this character, and I don't know why. And. I, Nothing for it. Yeah, and and I and uh, at first I was like, oh, they're really changing it, and it looks different, or whatever. But by the end of the issue, with the combination of the art and the sigh of relief that Cruel, you know, it can do more more than the shit that was on Green Arrow. Um, I just I, it was totally my surprise of the week. So, R- ratings. Ratings. I give it a four. I gave it a four. Two and a half. Sticking with it. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> it's a game time no. decision. Yes for me. No. All right. On to the controversy land with Catwoman number one, Judd Winnick and Gulliam March. Um, Guillaume. Uh, Guillaume. Guillaume. <laughs> well, it could have been Gollum. 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 Like Gollum. Gollum. So, Connor, you're, the, you're our local Catwoman uh, 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 expert. How did this measure up to you? For you. Well, this is sexy Catwoman, which she's always been sexy. So that that for, number one, that controversy is fun. well. I, Much ado were, about nothing. People were all losing their shit on Twitter and, and on the internet, okay. but oh yeah, but, oh yeah, uh, that was the, the yesterday or on Wednesday on comics. It was on comics day. It was people freaking out between this and a book a later on book that we're gonna talk about. And uh, I just giggled because this was so so not a big deal. It was uh, so not a big deal. And actually, I thought honestly, I thought this was really good. This was. They, the, Winnick has said again. We talked about this before. They're doing a lot of different genres that in, with the, within the superhero world here, and this is him doing a sort of a sexy action adventure with with the emphasis on the sexy part. And that may not be your cup of tea, and I want that from your superhero book, and that's fine. But this is what that is. It's you have to understand that it's a character who's always been very sexy. I mean, these the co- people are freaking out at the cover, which is no different or worse than any Adam Hughes oh. cover that happened over the last oh, five. Oh yeah, tell me about not it. Not even close. Yeah, she's got and, her clothes on in this cover, for example. Yeah. And, uh, and, a, and a, a relatively impossible pose, just yes, from a so. reclining standpoint. Um, so in this issue, Catwoman is her house got blown up, so she needs a new house. She needs a, she needs a job to pay for the new house, so she goes to spy on some Russians to find out where they're hiding this valuable item, and comes across a person from her past. She, she just destroys him. Well, it was a, it was a dude that well, didn't he rape a bunch of girls? Like it, that's, that's the implication, yeah. Yeah, the and, implication, and then he was supposed to be in jail, and for some reason he's out, and so and she just fucks him up, yeah, which is great. And then she returns home to where she's staying, and Batman's there, and he says he's sorry, but to hear about her house, and then they have sex. And what's you know that's well what now, we're... now here's now here's the thing that this is where everybody gets all pissy is that is that so towards the end they start going at it, and the the big the big the big thing at the end is the last full page splash pages. Her with her costume kind of coming off, with her hand up his shirt, and you see some of his abs, and the the dialogue saying, and most of the costumes stay on, and everyone's freaking about that. And my whole thing is like, yeah, like I, didn't, <laughs> I thought we already knew that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I read Watchmen in 1986, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like I mean, I, that was literally like, dude needed his costume. Yeah, like having Bat. I mean, I know it's a reboot and everything's different, but like we saw Batman and Catwoman like traveling together in Batman Incorporated, yes, right? That? It was, they were yeah, all they being were fucking sexy Yeah, and they, they made out in Jim Lee's with Hush and all that. Like uh, Catwoman and Batman, they hook up every once in a while. It's like Black Cat and Spider Man. Like, it remember, remember last year, Black Cat and Spider Man, and Spider Man kept his mask on. Yeah, exactly. So what's the big deal? And then, and anybody freaking out at, at you know at, at misogyny or whatever or depiction of girls in ca- this Catwoman, I read a strong, empowered woman 
you know, making her way in the world. And she, you know, she sees, you know, she see, and maybe I don't agree with her in vi- physical violence and crime and things like that, but she sees a dude who raped a bunch, you know, and she fucks him up. She sees Batman, she wants to get some, she goes after it. You know what I mean? Like, it, this was the one of the more relatable scenes of, com- of any comic book I've read in a while, aside from the costumes. You know, like, like <laughs> no, we shouldn't do this. You know, like, and, and then, no, we're going to do it. You know, and like, and it was no different than comics that we've been reading for 20 years and much ado about nothing. You Absolutely. Know. Yeah. So ratings. Ratings. I gave it a four. I gave it a four. Three. I like it. all that stuff's true. I have no problem with it. I was I was it was I was a little bored by it though because it just like you said earlier. Sometimes it's for you. Sometimes it's not. I thought it it looked really good for what it was. I like the art but, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't. It's not my thing though. Sticking yes. with it. Yes. Yeah, sticking with it. No. Nope. <laughs> After all that, no. I really liked yes, it, but, I, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I have no interest. You're the same as me. Yeah. You're like, great. Good yeah. good for you. Go do it. Good have on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love this. I love this. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good comic book. Not for me. <laughs> oh, Okay, guys. From the man who brought us, Sentry, Fallen Sun, DCU presents Dead, Dead Man, Man Number One, oh, a character who I really like. This was the only book in so far in the three weeks we've been doing this that I stopped in the middle, put it down, went, went off, did something else, and came back to it. <laughs> yeah. You did finish it, though. I finished it. I finished I was, every book we've given. I've got barely able. Yeah. It was tough. I'm not saying I didn't crawl to the finish line, but <laughs> I was very worn out by this book. It was just a lot of word balloons, a lot of talking. And I thought Bernard Chang was better than this. I didn't mind the art so much. I thought, oh, yeah, I didn't mind the art. Stuff. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought, I, 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 I thought, I'm like, ooh, Bernard Chang, he's pretty good. And I was like, oh, I'm not really enjoying I, this. I minded the two-page spread with 12 different people he inhabited. I get it. <laughs> I get the point. Then I went to this guy, and then I went to this guy, and then there was this guy, and then this girl. Okay. Uh, Fine. Painful. So bored. Uh, and I like so that man, bored. too. Yeah, I love that yeah, man. Not, not, not like this. Ugh. Not like this. And the thing, at least such a fallen son had... Some unintentional wit attached to this. Yeah, <laughs> this is like Green Lantern in the movie. There's just nothing you can make fun of. <laughs> this is gonna. This is maybe going to. I hope this isn't uh, insensitive. But like I've, I've read this story about the soldier who's dejected. I've seen this movie a hundred times. Like I know it's a real thing, and I, I do, I don't feel like it fits in this comic book. If there's anything new to say about it, yeah. the the soldier who's who's got PTSD and he's he's. <laughs> Jenkins does write a lot of stories about soldiers, so I understand. No, and I, I know a lot that. of his I get Marvel that. work is about is about the World War II era. So I imagine yeah, that, that it was but I've, yeah. like I've just I've read this a lot of times. It doesn't add anything that you know. Like it, I get it; it's fine. But that point's been made many times, and there needs to be a new take on it if you're going to do it. I feel like. Yeah. So this is an anthology book. It's not always going to be about dead man. Every arc's going to be about a new new lower tier character who couldn't sustain their own book. So that's going to impact the, some of the. Uh, some of the answers to our two questions. Well, no, I think. Well, no, I think. Well, the rating of the book is on itself, and whether like right, that yeah. one's that, but not the second question. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, there's an asterisk there. Anyway, all right. So ratings. Ratings. I gave it a. I think I gave it a two. Yeah, I give it a two. Two. And are you gonna? So are you gonna stick with this arc? How about that? No. No. But I am going to check it out. Yeah. Depending on who the char- who the characters and or creators are. Me too. Exactly. Same yeah. answer. Okay. Okay. All right Fair. then. Green Lantern Corps number one. Can a brother get a job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sad guy Gardner. Oh, I just, I really need this. No. Uh. Oh, Gil. 
Um, in this issue, it's it's Scott Gardner and John Stewart, and they're both trying to get jobs on Earth, and they can't because they're Green Lanterns. They're public Green Lanterns. They don't have secret identities, so no one will hire them. So they decide to fuck it, go back to Oa, where they don't have to pay rent, and they can just hang out and yep. don't have jobs, and they can speak Green Lanterns. And there's some problem, and they're going to go off and do it. I like that the filament monster from Top Ten was in the beginning of this. But that's getting that's going back there. But it's Alan this Moore. This was this was you know it was standard. It, it is it is what we've been talking about for a while. The Green Lantern's been missing in that just go do stuff in space and don't concern yourself with all the colored lanterns and just be space cops and and all that. That being said, you know I was all right. I didn't. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the art. Uh, Peter Tomasi on on story and Fernando Passarin on art and the art was solid. And yeah, it was pretty good. It was that solid. Was I you know I liked it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed reading it. It was what I would expect from Green Lantern Corps, and also part of the reason why I don't I didn't read Green Lantern Corps before I dropped it. That's Corps. that's yeah. right there. Like yeah. It, I, uh, yeah, it's not. It hasn't really talked to me all that much. Yeah, so. it was it was fine, but it's not my deal. Ratings, ratings, three and a half, three, three. Sticking with it. Probably not. No. No, I feel like I'm the only. Well, Connor, you're the, the you're like the borderline guy, or I'm I'm making definitive yes or no cuts here. Well, because because I liked it, but I didn't love it, and it's really going to depend on what the week's like when it comes out. Yeah, right. a lot of books. Fair enough. I I, I there is no gray, I have no gray area. You know what? You wanted a definitive answer. <laughs> Legion, Legion of Superheroes, Super number one, <laughs> written by Whoa. Paul Levitz, drawn by Francis Portella. Oh, so many characters. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't, get, I couldn't, get, I couldn't was, get through it. I couldn't do it. I, you, did, you didn't? Oh, no. I was like, I can't give up. I can't. And then I turned the page. And there's four more people. Great. Oh. Did you keep track of anybody? No. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> because when there's 47 characters and they're going to – I was like, Monel. I know Monel. Okay, good, good. <laughs> oh, Starboy. I know him. Also know – and not only that, every character had two names. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fucking Comic Queen. Also Yoda's known as Grava. I got to know two names? <laughs> it's like reading War and Peace. Because they have names, but they're really long and full of lots of it's, consonants, but no vowels. And so you're trying to remember who everyone is, but they don't have names like John, where you can remember John. They have names like Nura it's, it's nothing like War and Peace. <laughs> because people are going to talk about War and Peace forever. Well, Not right, so much. I, I couldn't finish War and Peace. Rather. I actually did finish this, but... Yeah, um, well, it was shorter. <laughs> slightly shorter. I just counted. There were 14 character name boxes. Throughout the issue, that's it. It felt like ninety. I know. <laughs> so there was you know the point in the middle where it's a two-page spread where they're they're in the like the lab and there's like and then there's like Element Lad, Cosmic Boy, Comic Queen. That's when I was I just put it down with so many characters. I said it out loud. So many characters. Just, yeah. Just, I, yeah. It was it was oh. comedic. Like I I don't like I don't know who can follow this or yeah. who would want to follow this. I love all the people who make the dumbest things. I'm sorry. Now I'm getting mean on the Legion, but people are like, "Yeah, it's either Legion or X Men." Or like, "Come on!" You're like this is this is in, <laughs> this is incomprehensible. <laughs> and I'm sure there have been good Legion stories. I'm sure they're fine. Paul Levitz, you know, he's found his niche, and they're the Legion fans out there. And that's them. But like, dear God, this is like, you know, like, and I respect you. Go live world? your life. That's fine. Have a Legion con. That's cool. Like, it just <laughs> in what world is this a number one? <laughs> There's a shitload of story that came before this. Yeah. You know how we tell you just go pick something up? Don't go. Don't just go pick this yeah, up. Don't do this. Yeah, no. <laughs> step, stay away. Um, this is the, only the, for experts. And the art was shit too. I didn't like the art. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's true, but I thought it was. I don't agree with that. I thought the art was solid. I but didn't like the art. Yeah. Uh, so, it was. It very was very confusing. Just, all right. Yeah, it was really hard to follow. This was a book where I, I kept seeing it in my stack get closer and closer, and I was just like, oh. 
Yeah, I left it a little too long. <laughs> it was like uh, I should have like gotten rid of the danger in the distance. It was like the shark coming in Jaws. I just seriously, couldn't... Phantom Girls Homeworld is bigzl. B G Z T L. I can't get past the names. I know. Like the boy, the lad, the girl. Like it's Paul it's kinda... How do you pronounce bigzl? <laughs> Next time you see him, you can ask him. And oh, we did have a uh, like... narrator box. We had a. Uh, pick up Legion Lost on sale now. By the way, there's been a couple of those throughout yeah, these. No, yeah. Monel is also known as Largand. <laughs> yeah, How is that name. not redundant? Is Monel mean something? Or oh, oh, just call me Lar. Okay, Mon. Lar- no, oh, no, no. Largand is his real name, Clark Kent. So what's Monel? The superhero name. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I thought Monel oh, was I'm... that name, and I thought he was Kryptonian. No, he's no. Dax. He's Daxamite. Yeah. Which is anyway, we spent way too much time on this. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Yes, we did. Two, one, one and a half. Sticking with I give it. it. No. Fuck no. There's your declarative <laughs> sentence. I'm gonna read the first year. No, no. Oh, I could barely. It was awful. What a horrible lunch that made. Oh god. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be reading this for the whole meal, aren't I? <laughs> Nightwing now is red and black color scheme. Connor, do you approve? I approve. All right. Nightwing Your number one. This is Robin costume. Kyle Higgins, Eddie Barrows. Eddie Barrows. Yeah. So good. Yep. Really? I was thinking I used to really like Eddie Barrows. And oh, I, this is the best Eddie Barrows I've seen ever, maybe. Really? I, I really yeah. didn't. I don't know. Didn't this work great. It was very refined, very polished. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. I was, every page I was marveling at Eddie Barrows' work. Um, really? Yeah. This was, this was fantastic. I loved this. Kyle Higgins. Is the writer. He co-wrote Gates of Gotham, or at least for a little while he did. And uh, he also did Deathstroke, which we talked about la- last week, maybe. Yeah. And I, I, I had tons of fun with this. This was fantastic. Dick's back in Gotham. He's Nightwing oh, he's again. He's got a bitch in loft. After being Batman for less than a year. And uh, he's, he's got almost got a mullet again, which they need to really stop reintroducing the mullet into the DCU. He's, he's um, fighting a guy who's Wolverine, or X-23 mixed with Beachhead. <laughs> so that's nice. Yep. He returns to the circus. I mean, it was really just nice the establishing issue of the character, the setting, the world, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was solid. It was, um, yeah, I think it was a solid what I would expect Nightwing to. This be. is going to be. A, this is. I'm going to predict your reaction. It was a solid book, but not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Josh, what do you think of it? I I don't like the red. I don't know. I thought the other costume looked looked good. I get that red is the the Robin thing, but it didn't work. I don't know. I I didn't really like it. I really I mean, like it the blue. Bad. I really like the. I can't point to something. It just seems more night. It's night. That's the idea. Like Nightwing, he's up. He's hiding in the shadows. Big red thing just seems to contradict that. But I can't pick out something I didn't like about it, other than uh, again, uh, it was just a ton of like, here's what I think, and this is. It's just that it's not that this was anything wrong with it. It's that everybody was doing it this week. Yeah. Uh, all that first-person monologuing constantly. I did like I, just, I did like the that he goes to the circus and there's a dude who doesn't want to dress up like a clown because he looks like the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> in Gotham. <laughs> in Gotham, yeah, I don't yeah. don't. He had yeah. a green wig. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, ratings. Ratings. Give it a five. I gave it wow. a four. Three. Sticking with it. Yes. No. No. Not for all me. Right. All right. Um, so moving on to my biggest disappointment of the week. Which was painful for me um, in that one of the books I was looking forward to the most was Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, written by Scott Lobdell with art by Kenneth Rocafort. And I am just so saddened and disappointed by this issue. You have no idea. 
Well, it's funny because Scott Lobdell wrote Superboy last week, and we all yeah. loved that. I, I have no problem. Just just to note, I have no problem with the the writing of this. Actually, like I just don't. I don't care. And I I knew I wasn't going to care about the story going to it, but I love Rocafort, and I feel like DC just completely neutered him. They said, "Hey, you know all that that crazy crazy stuff that doesn't look like anything else on the racks that you did over Top Cow? Yeah, don't do that." See, you said that ahead of time, and I was looking for it, and I don't know that I really see that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that either. Oh, it just feels totally neutered to me. It just feels like, totally neutered. Yeah. I didn't Especially think the action was, scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think this was that bad. Uh, I know that there's the whole thing about uh, Starfire and and how again, this is treated. Again, much of whole blue about nothing. People forget yeah. over that she's wearing. She's got a skinky costume, skimpy costume. Too bad, but like. Again, you know, and they're like, oh, and she goes and you know sleeps with Roy, and she's also with Jason, empowered woman. Well, no, she was well, not no. at all. <laughs> no, that's not Chick, it. Chick it, likes to have a good time. It's no, well, it's a cultural. It's about a cultural differences. Yeah, yeah, it's about our norms with sex and and hers, and you know, she looks like that. There's a lot of our cultural baggage that goes along with that. So I can understand some of these these things about it, yeah. but she has always been. The always been of the DC universe, right? Yeah. She's always been a sex pot. She's always used. I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, her power. One of her powers was when she kissed you, she learned your language. I mean, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. That was one of her powers in the eighties. Yeah. She's always been portrayed that way. It's, if anything, it's an unfortunate carryover from the old universe. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it up until the part where they went to the beach, yeah. and then it became a gobbledygook to me. Like the whole idea of whatever this. This uh, villain they're chasing, uh, well, the cast or whatever it was. Um, I mean, it was yeah. weird because it, because they totally didn't get the sense of anything new. I mean, because there are references to being sidekicks and all that sort of stuff. I mean, really, the only the big the big difference is that now Roy's got his arm back, and um, which I feel I hate negating Cry for Justice because I love that book so much. <laughs> um, and that Star- needed to happen. And Starfire has no memory, but like, but like Jason Todd's there referring to you know he's wearing a bat and he's to referring to Gotham and all that. Like I, again, I know the Batman books didn't change that much, but this didn't feel very new user or new reader accessible to me at all either. See, that's, I see. Yeah. I actually don't know anything about these characters, and I yeah. like I didn't read any of that Arsenal stuff. I haven't read anything with the Red Hood yeah. since fifty two or, or whatever. I didn't. I didn't mind it. It was like I liked the I liked the Roy and Jason parts where that you know the breakout all that. The stuff. opening scene was, was very really fun, fun and exciting. I yeah. thought they did the the Total Recall two weeks thing. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that was cool. I, yeah, I don't know. Just, just totally just fell flat for me. And and like even like on the art side, like the the full splash page of Starfire when she comes on, like her head's tilted down, she's looking down. Turn the next page, she's in the water, she's looking down. Like not like it's just like a really odd odd art choices. And I, I feel like Rocafort is better than this, you know. And I don't I, see how anybody editorial could do this. Unless they went in and changed his like thumbs. Well, they were like, no, no, don't do that. Make her look down. Well, no, I think they. I mean, I, well, I, I don't know. It just, it just, it's, it's, it just. I don't know. It just and a lot of the the figure the figure work the people work. If you go and compare this to Cyberforce Hunter Killer, they they you you'll see you'll notice the difference. I've never heard that sentence in my entire life. Anyway, ratings. If you go and compare this to Cyberforce Hunter Killer, you'll see the difference. Okay. Ratings. ratings. I gave it a three. I gave it a two. Three. Sticking with it. No. 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 Okay. And so then rounding out what I see is the strongest week of art uh, so far was uh, Supergirl with uh, Michael Green, Mike Johnson writing, and art by Mahmoud Asrar. Um, and Mahmoud delivered. For me, uh, along with along with uh, Dave McCaig, I thought the colors were really nice on this one too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I you know this was actually really fun. You know, uh, I've never been a big Supergirl fan, but it was sort of just lo- one you know action sequence. I like 
I really like the moment when she realized that she's not on Krypton and she has these powers and that, you know, mm-hmm. her eyes sort of light up and she's just beating up big robots and she can't understand what she's saying. And, and, you know, she ends up ripping the man out of the, out of the, you know, armor and, and he's scared and it's just, that's what, that seems more like what would happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much, how much legs this has because I don't really know what the book's going to be about. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot happened. It's got a lot of leg with the new costume. You get you get a sense that she doesn't know where she is, and and then it, it like ended, you know. And then well, we, I think that the thing is that Superman shows up, and now she's going to be, you know, young girl in a strange world with all these powers. And I just I do feel like, like I don't know what that version of the story is going to be like, but I know I've read that version of that story a couple times, and it's a really well, all, all of these point. stories that you read before. Every single one you've read this week. I mean, that's that's comic. Read, not Wonder Woman. That's why it was the pick of the week. Yeah, yeah you've Wonder Woman fighting a villain is the story you've read before. Well, so I that, mean, it, that's it's a all of them. It's executed, right? Exactly. It's a matter of how. I they know, execute. but I, what I'm saying is, I don't know what that story is going to be because this doesn't really. This is just a, an action sequence. It was very entertaining. It was really well done. Yeah. Connor, what do you think? The costume's really rough. It's yeah. along with Superman. Superman, the books have done a great job of rebooting these characters and restarting them. All three of the Superman books we've read have been really interesting and original and fun. Um, but the costumes, oh, so bad. Yeah. The Superman costume and the Supergirl costume are really bad. I that's like super, uh, that hmm? Superman costume. I, I her costume, I don't really care one way or the other. But the Superman one, every time it shows up, I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's rough. Settle down, yeah. you. I mean, it was an action sequence. It was fun. I like the idea of a Supergirl who's new to the Earth and has and is a little bit pissed off and not Superman, which will be interesting to, to read going forward if they execute well. Michael Green and Mike Johnson wrote some Superman Batman issues before that were really good, so I suspect they will execute well. Uh, ratings. Ratings. I gave Supergirl a four. I gave it a four as well. I'm going to go with three and a half. Sticking with it. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say yes because I want read I, I want Mahmoud Asar uh, art in my life, so I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna go with probably unless it's an awful week. It could be. I'm, I'm I want to give it another another issue. All right. So this is my all time lowest keep of the week. I'm only keeping three books. Ooh. Yeah. How about you? So what's your tally? That's I haven't been keeping track. <laughs> it's like. I have like three, maybe I've two. Four or five, I think. So that brings total. me to a total of 14 ongoing. So That's a lot. It's a lot indeed. So, man, that's a lot of books. We've been talking, we talked longer a lot this week than, than other weeks. We've got to speed it up. There's stuff here. to say, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, are you guys getting excited for the New York Comic Con? I am. Well, the what? That's good. The New York Comic Con. Oh, my coming. God. October 13th and 16th at the Javits Center in New York City. Actually, it says at the Javits Center in New York Comic Con. Uh, tons of guests, including comic guests such as Frank Miller, who did most of the stuff that this work is based on. Jeff Johns, who did that work. Uh, Frank Quitely, who doesn't draw as much as he should. Jason Aaron, who has a fantastic beard. Robert Kirkman, also a fantastic beard, but in a different way. Kieran Gillen, loves compact discs. Jim Lee, fan favorite. Mike Mignola, uh, horror dude. Scott Snyder, incredibly sincere. And many, many more who have their own... Um, 
uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, media guests like Mark Hamill, he was he was Luke Skywalker. Rose McGowan, she married Marilyn Manson. Kevin Smith, well, you know who he is. And Jason Mewes, who wouldn't be anybody without Kevin Smith, but is very entertaining because he beat up internet trolls in that one movie. Order tickets. Uh, they're just $65 for a three-day pass or $85 for a four-day pass. And that includes first dibs on show exclusives, access to the show, show, uh, show floor first, and guaranteed entry to the kickoff concert Thursday October 12th with DJ Z Trip. Go to NewYorkComicCon.com to buy tickets. Awesome. So, despite DC, like we were talking before the show, and you know, I was, you know, we always do speculation if I had pick of the week or whatever. I would say this. We, I've been raving about how great comics have been this month, and I thought last week was the pinnacle. But personally, for me, this week was the best week of comics I've had in a long time. I had so much fun reading a ton of my books. Um, and leading the pack was X-Men Schism issue four. Finally, the Alan Davis issue. Um, gorgeous. 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 <laughs> Textiles. Gorgeous. gorgeous. It was Wonderful. fantastic. And I got to admit, I, and, I, I'm, I, and I'm going to, you know, here we go. We guess what each other's going to say. And I guess, you know, Connor, you're going to have issues or problems with it. But I love what Jason Aaron is doing. He is not missing a beat. Everything was fantastic in this issue um you know a, a, a life-threatening threat oncoming the argument between wolverine and the cyclops finally culminating the moment where finally the elephant in the room gets addressed and oh everything was just i read this What's and i elephant? squealed with glee we'll get to that in a second i thought this book was gorgeous yes um <laughs> beyond that though uh i had some real problems i the, knew it i knew it <laughs> so the whole crux of the story is that there's a giant sentinel coming towards their base in utopia it's trudging through the water at them and cyclops has a, he's gathered his army of troops to fight it off which happens to be all the kids that are left on the island and so wolverine says you can't have the kids fight and so him, him and cyclops have like a 35 minute argument about it as the, as the sentinel comes trudging through the water at them so I'm I'm sitting there laughing because they're like you guys are arguing while this thing in the, is in the background yeah. getting larger. That was a little. And, uh, what, and what I think wasn't effectively communicated is that this thing's moving really slowly. It doesn't matter. It's still <laughs> I know, this I know. Killing ro- giant killing robot coming at you and you're arguing about semantics. Yeah. And then the whole time I'm I could, I could, one, I'm all I could think per- was Wolverine is an idiot because this thing is coming. The only people left are the kids. So of course the kids have to fight. Otherwise yeah. they die. Yeah. So. Wolverine is without any kind of merit in his argument here. I found myself siding with Cyclops, which is which was unusual. Which is, I, um, and which is that's the whole crux of it. No, Wolverine's argument was wasn't so much you know like it wasn't so much you know do we fight it or not. It's like let's get out of here. Let's you know let's run because we shouldn't put these kids in harm's way. Like I understand, I understood what the Wolverine argument. He was saying that standing here and holding our ground in Utopia, Utopia isn't worth it. We can go somewhere else. And Cyclops is, is, is and Cyclops is making the metaphorical, you know, like saying, "No, the, we this is our this is our our land. This is where we're going to stand. This is what we need to protect." And then, down here, this is our time. Exactly. And then <laughs> I, I and then I thought it was very clever. Wolverine storms off and then comes back and goes, "I'm going to blow the island up." <laughs> So get off! We're like I'm gonna I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take the Sentinel and Utopia and take Utopia with it, and you know and which is you know again Wolverine's you know protecting the kids you know he goes through the whole speech you know I've killed everybody you wanted me to kill so that we so these kids don't have to and taking on the burden of being that you know the guy who does like way back in the day Wolverine was the guy like he's the best at what he is at, at what he does and what he does ain't pretty like that was the whole premise is that Wolverine does this so that other people on the team don't have to. Um, and then so the kids run away, and then finally he's a bit of a martyr. Yeah, he's a bit of a no, absolutely he's a bit of a martyr. And so him and Cyclops are arguing over whether or not Wolverine's going to blow up the island. And then Cyclops looks at him and goes, "You know, she never loved you, you know." And that I was like, I went, "Damn!" It was, like, it was great. 
Ah! And then they fight Lord. as this as the Sentinel keeps getting closer and closer. And closer. Yeah, which, it's just it was, it was kind of ridiculous. And the island in danger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, a couple of great little art nods. There's one moment when the Sentinel, when Wolverine's fighting the Sentinel early on, and the Sentinel blasts him, and that was a nod to the Days of Future Past. Yep. Yeah, which I thought was nice. And then I love the last page with the Sentinel bearing down on them, like the old school, like the old Neil Adams, like 60s kind of Sentinel. And they're, they're fighting amongst themselves. So I, I can't wait for the next issue. I have no Like, where is this going to go? I'm on the edge of my seat. This is best X-Men event in years. Love it. In the 60s, did they have a lot of excess purple ink around? No. Yeah, there was a lot of purple in early Marvel. Yeah, Between no. The Sentinels, Wizard, right, Hawkeye. Yeah. There's a lot of purple. They really like. They had a lot of excess red and blue. Limited palette. They had, they had a lot of excess purple for the Thunderbolts cover this week too. <laughs> they did. Oh, anyway, that's... so staying in the X Men category, X Men five forty three. Um, Colossus as uh, the new Juggernaut. He's able to stop the Juggernaut, and the byproduct is Kitty dumps him. And I screamed and yelled at Kieran Gillen in my apartment. I went, Kieran Gillen. Why can't he heard Kitty, you. Why can't Kitty and, and he heard him because he had him tied up in a closet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so so upsetting. So upsetting. Um, basically, Kitty gets mad at Cyclops, uh, not Cyclops, at Colossus for taking on the burden of being the new Juggernaut and and saying that she, you know, she's uh, wants to be with somebody who's. Um, she says, "It's great that you're willing to die for me, Pete, but I need someone who's w- willing to at least consider living." So says <sighs> the girl who took off in a space bullet. I know. Yeah, exactly. And it also oh. ends with it ends with a very. Um, X X two esque X Men two the movie uh, display a force to the San Francisco mayor as to like why she shouldn't fuck with them. Um, so Cyclops uh, reminds her how much power they have, which is I thought was interesting as well. So, so here's a lesson for comic book uh, publishers, I, I guess. If there is a a very popular adaptation that has been made using actual actors, the time has passed that you would do a comic book. Uh, featuring your own interpretations of that. Uh, such was the case of Dynamite's Game of Thrones number one. And, uh, like, it was okay, but it was just like, I was like, well, that doesn't look like him. That does Like, it was too late. I had seen all those people. It was too I late. Seen I had everything. seen everything. I, I, I thought about getting this because I really enjoyed this, the HBO series, but mm-hmm. and then, I, then I thought about it, and I, I, I just might as well just read the book. It really it actually, yeah, that's actually what it was. So and I, I, you know, it wasn't bad, it was, but it just it was superfluous, I guess is what it is. If you want to read an adaptation, if you want to read it, read the book. If you want to see an adaptation, watch the HBO thing. Like this, it's not real reason to see this. It wasn't so well done. It wasn't like they brought in, you know, Alex Ross to do it. If they'd done that, then maybe there's a reason. He just did the cover, which was not a great cover. Um, so well, I mean, if if you're like a completist and you need to have it, go for it. But you know, it just it was it was a comic book. All right, then. Uh, What was also a comic book, which would have been my pick of the week, uh, was I talked about it on iFanboy Don't Miss, uh, Near Death Number 1 from Jay Ferber and an Italian dude whose name I'm going to butcher, so I'm going to say it. Um, Google yet, Simon. Google yet, Google Thank you, thank you on behalf of everyone in the audience. You're welcome. Giving it a shot. Um, I, ta- I gushed about it all week. If you follow me on Twitter, I was gushing about it. Crime in the vein of 80s action TV shows. Did you guys enjoy it nearly as much as I did? Hopefully. It was good. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was pretty good. I like. I just love the premise, and I love the one, the one and done nature of it. And it's like not noir, you know. I mean, that's not like heavy noir. I don't it's know. Not noir. Yeah, it's not noir at all. So it just isn't. But well, I loved fun. it. I thought it was great. If you want to try something different, if you like crime books, definitely check it out. I don't care how long it takes for Avengers: Children's Crusade to come out. Right. 
there. I'm saying it. I, I'm right there with you because Jim Chung can take as long as he needs. Now, what's interesting is that we speculated with the last issue whether or not it was going to have any lasting effects. And sure enough, in X Factor 225, which also shipped this week, Richter still has his powers. So it looks like this isn't going to be a self-contained. Like this is affecting what's going on in the books. So which I like, which I was glad to see. Um, and yeah, this is it's beautiful. Uh, Jim Chung. Uh, it, who cares what the words are? And the words are happen to be pretty good. Um, but the the art is just beautiful. Jim Chung's Magneto is amazing. This was another instance of the occasional writers forgetting that Cyclops doesn't shoot heat vision out of his visor when yeah. he tells Magneto he'll burn him. Yeah, yeah that's true. Burn him with his visor. There was a lot of there was a couple little characterization things like that that I had a little problem with with Heimberg. I'm like, ah, eh, he wouldn't say that, or yeah, but but it was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So those are the books that came out this week um, that we enjoyed. There were so many of them. Um, before we before we get into what you all thought of the of the books that came out this week, just want to thank our other sponsor. Um, and if you're a big anime fan, you definitely need to pick up Trigun Badlands Rumble from Funimation. Uh, this is the first and only full length Trigun movie with a story by the original creator, um, and it's also the first Trigun animation in in a decade. Um, it features all your favorite Trigun characters plus all new villains. It's in gorgeous HD, um, and you can get it in Blu-ray or in DVD or digital download it comes out geez it comes out this week it comes out uh, this Tuesday on September 27th so um, if you're a big fan of uh, the Trigun series and you want to check out uh, some of the the latest and greatest story of that go to Funimation.com slash Trigun and check it out all right, so uh, lots of comics came out but uh, unlike last week it looks like we had a uh, the community was in agreement clear winner so the top five picks of the week as Provided by the community, you go to ifmboy.com slash comics, you make your pull list, you rate and review your books, and you also make your pick of the week. And the number five most picked book by the community was Nightwing number one with 0.5%. And number five is already at less than 1%. You know, someone was a big winner this week. <laughs> number four, X-Men Schism, number four with 1.3%. That, that was all Ron. Number three was Red Hood and Outlaws, number one, which is 1.7%. Which is perplexing. <laughs> I was surprised. It was a polarizing book. Yeah. And number two was Wonder Woman number one with 10.9%, which was the official iFanboy pick of the week. And number one, Batman number one with 82.5%, which is a lot of percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – although I think that's probably the highest percentage that a Wonder Woman book has ever gotten. Probably. So, so. we'll take that. All right. So uh, to highlight some of the reviews uh, from the iFanboy community, uh, MYNCY, Mincy. Maybe? Mincy. Mincy reviewed Daredevil number four and gave the story a five out of five and the art a five out of five. And 0.3% of you made it your pick of the week this week. And this was the first issue with Mar- Marcos Martin on art. And uh, Mincy says, Martin's art continues to blow me away. The first two pages are a 30-panel series that does a beautiful way of, of showing off Daredevil's abilities as well as giving slight indications as to what the character really is by showing how sound gu- guides him through his fight. Small scenes like this one littered throughout the, bu- throughout the book and always make me smile, such as Matt running down an alley to a bright opening of New Yorkers screaming for help. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's a great book, and it's really hard to argue with that. This, yeah, no, that, that's kind of, yep. It's, <laughs> it's Daredevil's one. Of, Daredevil's quickly risen. You to broke one, Josh. Yeah, it's, it's quickly risen to one of the best ongoings right now. If you want good comics, get Daredevil. That's it's kind of it's kind of a huge surprise for Marvel right now. And and what I think the best part is it's so different than everything else Marvel's doing, and it's so good because of that. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I, when they first announced this book, everyone was excited for Marcos Martin, and this is the first issue that he drew, and everyone was like, where's Javier Polito? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny how they turned around on, on you mean, Polito. You mean uh, Paulo Rivera? 
That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But where is Javier Polito? Just no think one about knows. that for a minute. Uh, read, Connor, read the next one. That name is wrong. I'm going to get the actual username by the time you're done with it. Cabernet Frank reviewed Hulk 41, gave a story of 5 out of 5, and the art of 5 out of 5. Pick week percentage was 0.2%. Cabernet Frank. Fuck, it's not Cabernet Frank. Is it? That's what I was saying to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you said it. <laughs> so many mistakes in the script, Josh. I did it in 10 minutes. It was a really busy day. Someone who's not Cabernet Frank said, like the best of the outer limits are Kubrick, the, f- the form informs the function of the story. Hardman finds the perfect balance between realism and fantasy as Hulk carries weight and sadness on him. Bright wiser as ever knocks out of the park with a mix of smoke, fumes, and faded memories. As with his work in Atlas, Parker is able to give each character an inner life and struggle in addition to a believable viewpoint from which to act and react. They're given compelling personalities to androids, space aliens, genetic mutants, and made us care about a villain who could end up blandly anonymous in less skilled hands. Hopefully Zercher can step up to the plate, but if there's a Red Hulk omnibus, I wouldn't be sad if this was the last issue. Oh, when we finally see what happens to the mustache, and it almost made me cry. The mustache! <laughs> Yay! Free the Thank mustache! You. Thank you, Resurrection Flan, for that. <laughs> and, all right. Resurrection Flan gave us that review. And, and yes. this Hulk, I'm going to miss Gabe Hardman so much. This is Hardman's last issue, and... Uh... Man, oh, Connor put a, a panel yes. in the best of the weekend panels, and I saw it, and I was like, I was going to do that one too. Yeah. Like it was so sad. You you skipped the best part. I was like, oh, oh, oh. the great. facial expression. Oh, great stuff. And then other huge weird cosmic pages that that you know, in contrast to that, were really great. He killed. He killed it. It was great. Cool. So go to ifanboy.com slash comics and you can do your pull list and you can rate and review your books and do your picks of the week and maybe you'll get featured on the show. So again, the explosion of reviews continues and so it's great to see everybody using the site. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Um, we've been skipping the emails and voicemails, but we're going to do one just to, just to remind you that we like to hear from you. Listen, in October, everything will be back to fun. Uh, Wes from St. Paul, Minnesota said, Your discussion about Rocketeer Adventures last week got me thinking about anthology comics. I've read and enjoyed several over my comic reading career, such as Outlaw Territory, Tangled Web of Spider-Man, and others. And I was curious what anthology comics stand out to you guys and what ones you'd recommend. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Actually, just says keep up the work. <laughs> just keep up the work, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you must well, keep working. Well, I mean, I, I mean the law. I mean, we haven't talked about it much on the show because because I never read it when it comes out on Wednesday. But I've been loving Dark Horse Presents. It like it, it started out kind of shaky, but then the, the by the the most recent fourth issue has been really strong and really a lot of fun. And uh, those are good. like ongoing short stories too. Yeah. So yeah. It's, well, that's an anthology. I mean, that's, but that's still an anthology series. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. It's just like one kind. I hadn't really thought of that because uh, yeah. I just read that second Outlaw Territory. I know he mentioned it, but there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, I've come around a little on them. I don't like reading them on. I think you just sort of nailed it. I don't like reading them on Wednesday when I have to like go through the stack with everything else. Yeah, you can't. But I like reading, you know, just some some bits here and there. Uh, you know, if most of them are bad, that's not good. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of it. He he named the ones that are kind of, you know, the Rocketeer Adventure ones was fantastic. Like I said, I just well, read Outlaw Territory two. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't get you don't get a lot of them in issue format. I mean, you get the big no, like, you, trades you get the big trade like Pop Gun, which has won many awards and is fantastic, and Flight, which has a, a great you know a, a good um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for Legacy. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, don't, it's interesting. Don't love Flight. Yeah, I like Flight. flight I, I, I did not like Flight at all. I yeah, feel like, I like I'm it. supposed to, and then I don't, oh. which makes me like it even less. Yeah. Fair enough. Not for everybody. It's okay. So yeah. I'm gonna right. go with DC Universe Presents. <laughs> well, it's not even an anthology because it's just one story. Well, it's an anthology of characters. I miss Marvel Comics Presents. Why didn't that work? Oh, God. Anyway. no one buys it? No one buys it. I know. I miss 1990. That's the problem. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so if you have any, whatever you wanted, not getting you're, the, not getting you're the only person who misses being 13. <laughs> it was great. So if you have any questions, email us at contact.ifanboy.com or call our voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys. It's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. A lot of support uh, for the all Ron hosted all email voicemail episode. Uh, maybe if more, maybe if more people continue, maybe something might happen. You never know. But um, <laughs> that's great because Connor and I don't have to have anything to do with it. So. Exactly. So Go contact at ifanboy.com or one eight eight fanboys. It's one eight three two six two six nine seven. But if you're looking for something uh, to listen to, you, we've got podcasts up the wazoo for you. Not only you listen to this wonderful podcast, but every Monday we come out with ifanboy don't miss, where we talk to a great creator about a book that's coming out that you absolutely can't miss. Last Monday I talked to Jay Ferber about Near Death, which you should all go buy because it's fantastic. And this Monday. Day, uh, our good buddy Chris Neesman is going to be talking to Mike Costa about Blackhawks number one, uh, which is uh, another book that's coming out in the last wave of DC New 52. Very books. excited for that book. Yeah, very, very, very excited. Very interesting. Um, and then if that's not enough, you can go back in the feed and download or go on the website and find uh, Josh and Paul did a, a marathon session with Scott Snyder. I just hung up now. Yeah. <laughs> so I fanboy talks slow to Scott Snyder. It's an hour and a half of Batman, Severed, all the all Swamp the stuff. Thing, yeah. American Vampire, and, yeah. and everything in between. That's great. So, uh, um, and then you got another one coming up too, right? Yeah, we're talking to uh, Mitch Garrods uh, of uh, the Activity, which is formerly known in code as Project Omaha with with Nathan Edmondson, and uh, he does colors uh, for a bunch of books, including Starborn. He's he's a young up and comer, yeah. and uh, uh, fun fun little talk with him that's coming up next week. Excellent. And another one after that, which I can't quite talk about yet, but you'll like it. Well, you is it Alan Moore? It's Alan Moore, isn't it? It's Alan We'd Moore, like right? We'd to start with saying. <laughs> so you can get all that at ifanboy.com. Yeah, you gotta tell us. Yeah, go to ifanboy.com and you can read my pick of the week review, which was lovingly crafted. And uh, you can read the book of the month review and all the other stuff that's going on. Paul's been doing really fun capsule reviews of of, uh, sort of all 13 issues every week this whole time. And then uh, on Friday, uh, Jim, our Marvel guy, who uh, he's been doing other kinds of reviews from a different point of view uh, of of the DC books. They've been been a lot of fun to read, yeah. Yeah, they have. We mentioned it last week. We should mention it again every Monday. Josh has been doing a number crunching of the. DC books, so that means you've got to help. You've got to go to D- you got to go to ifanboy.com. You've got to rate and review the books. You got to pull them. If you listen to the show but don't n- normally do that, go do that to help us see what the people are reading. So the more people that participate, the better the numbers will be. So go to ifanboy. It takes you two seconds to make an account. Pull your books. Do it for the whole month and rate them. You don't have to write a user review, but you can rate them and pull them, and it'll take you no time at all. And it's kind of fun. And it's fun. And then Josh will have really good numbers to crunch after the end of the month. We'll want to see when this is all over. This DC month is all over. How the books did. What people thought, what were the favorites, what were the not favorites. So go to ifam, go to ifanboy.com, go to the comics page, make an account, rate and review, and click on all the books that you bought this past month. Yeah, super duper. You can also watch the video show at ifanboy.com. Uh, last week we we talked about women in comics very carefully. Chicks and and <laughs> talk about chicks, man. Uh, and then next week, what, what Connor? What's Brian the show? Brian Spotlight. He's good. He's very yeah. good. Yeah, he is good. It. I hope we'll have a good show. <laughs> it'll be lovely so <laughs> Connor how do they get in touch ifanboy.com can be found at contact at ifanboy.com or at voicemail line 888fanboys which is 3262697 or just if you see us in the street say hi yes and if you see us in the street tell us about the iTunes review that you wrote and uh, <laughs> tell everybody about this podcast write a good review on iTunes for this show for ifanboy don't miss for uh, word balloon for Tom vs Aquaman for 11 o'clock comics for all the uh, around comics all the other great uh, podcasts that we all listen to and love as well as other podcasts that may not even be about comics uh, that might be other kind of like podcasts. food 
Never heard about Black underpants. Yeah. Ratings. 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 I'll see you next week. And um, uh, tell people about iFanboy. Spread the word. Tell your comic book shop. Tell your friends. uh, Tell somebody who you think might be looking to get into comics. They might not be into comics yet. They want a little taste. Come to the site. Check it out. So, Make uh, sure they don't read Legion of Superheroes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because that is not going to help. Yes. So that wraps up for this week. Uh, next week is the finish line of this marathon of a month uh, as we can get back to normal in October, hopefully. Oh. <laughs> so until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm Josh, and I've proved there is such a thing as too many comics. See you next week.